This week's Parsha, Parsha's Kitavo, there's a story in Meseches Tanis about Nakdimon ben Gurion. And there are many stories about him in the Gemara. And this one, the, there was an upcoming Chag, <clears throat> and there was no water available for, for the Jews that were coming to Yerushalayim um, for the Chag. So Nakdimon ben Gurion, he went up to one of the Roman officers with an offer. He said, let me use some of the Roman cisterns um, to get to distribute the water to the pilgrims that are coming uh, to Yerushalayim. And if I don't refill it, if I don't have it completely filled and return all the water back to those cisterns by a certain date, I'm going to give you 12 silver talents, which is way more valuable than all the cisterns and then some. So it was an offer that the Roman couldn't refuse and Naktimon ben Gurion was very wealthy. So he figured, okay, he's going to either return the water or he's going to pay this money because he has the money to pay. So fast forward, the day arrives, <clears throat> the date that he promised we would have the cisterns refilled. He did not have them refilled because there was no water to fill them with. So the Roman officer approached Naktimon ben Gurion and he said, you got to pay up, let's go. And Ben Ben-Gurion said, hold on, it's not, the day's not over yet. There's still time. The officer said, there's still time. These cisterns are huge. They're not going to be refilled in a few hours. You have a few hours of day left. There's, there's nothing you can do. Just pay me now. What's the, what, why are we wasting time over here? Nakdima Ben-Gurion said, I am not going to pay you until the day's over. So the Roman officer left and uh, Nakdima Ben-Gurion started to pray to Hashem. He closed his eyes and said, please Hashem. I'm, I, all I was doing was trying to help the Jews. Don't let that be the vessel through which you're going to let this Roman officer have the last laugh. It, it can't be. So suddenly what happened? The skies parted. The, sky, the skies were filled with clouds, excuse me, and the rain began to fall. And it was an absolute deluge. Tons of rain pouring down. And of course, the cisterns miraculously were filled up. Nakdimon ben Gurion went up to the Roman officer. He said, there you go. Good to go. We're done. Everything's, uh, everything's fine. We're squared up. Said the officer, it's wonderful. Whatever happened, clearly you, you have a schus in heaven. But the day's already over. It's too late. So you're going to have to pay me the 12 silver talents. The deal is the deal. You said by this date, the day's already over. Look, it's, it's, it's already nighttime. That's it. You got to pay up. So Nakdimon ben Gorion got on his knees and he prayed again the same prayer to Hashem from the depths of his soul. And what happened? The clouds suddenly parted and there was sun. And miraculously, the sun was there. The day was extended just for him. So the day was not over. And Nakdimon ben Gorion said, You're wrong. It's still daytime. I met the, uh, I met the, the terms of the deal. We're squared up. So what does this have to do with this man we're in? It's Elul, Rosh Hashanah is coming up in a couple of weeks. So we can distill the entire Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah into one idea, that Hashem is the Melech. And Rosh Hashanah is the anniversary of the creation of Adam Harishon, of men. And when Hashem set the whole plan into motion with one goal, that man, on his own terms, with his own free will, recognize that Hashem is the King. And there's an opinion on why did Hashem punish Adam after eating the fruit that he'd have to work and that mankind now has to work because Adam took ownership of the fruit. 
it wasn't Hashem's fruit anymore. It was Adam's fruit now. He transgressed in that way. So Mida Kenegin Mida, Hashem said, okay, fine, Adam, now you're going to have to work and make money and use your money to acquire stuff, to own things. Just because, just like you took ownership of the fruit, and in order to live, you're going to have to do this. So, what's the tikkun? That's what Klai Yisrael was ultimately chosen for to acknowledge that Hashem is the Melech, that Hashem is the one responsible for everything we have and ultimately our lives. That all, all these things that I have that I've acquired, at the end of the day, Hashem gave them to me. And we read in Parshas Bikurim, Rav Huna in the Medrash Tanhuma explains that the entire universe, all of existence, was created for three things. One of them is Bikurim. It sounds a little strange. I mean, it's a beautiful mitzvah, but the whole world exists for three things, one of them being Bikurim. I mean, there, there seems to be other mitzvahs that maybe would uh, take the place of that. But it explains the Shem Shmuel. The whole idea of Bikurim is to show that Hashem is the Melech. Hashem is sovereign, that the Rabban Shalom is in control. It doesn't matter that I spend hours upon hours throughout the year sweating, bleeding in order to make sure those plants sprout, all the, the backbreaking work that I have to do. There's so many steps that you have to do to cultivate at the end of the day, well, of course, it's important. My work didn't make those fruits grow. Yes, my work was essential. But Hashem, at the end of the day, Hashem made those fruits grow. And of course, you have to work the fields. You have to do your ishtadlus, says Victor Miller in his commentary to Chovos HaLavavos and Shara Bitachon. If you sit on your couch and say, okay, I'm going to sit home all day. I don't need to work. Hashem is going to just magically make uh, sustenance appear. That's not Bitachon. That's called foolishness. So you have to do what you have to do. But but. It's Hashem who's taking care of you at the end of the day. Despite all the effort you're putting in, Hashem is the one who makes things grow. And with that said, they are the Nakdimon ben Gurions of the world, guys that truly believe the day is not over no matter what. The day is not over. There's an idea in Hasidus that the amount of ishtadus you have to do in life is relative to how genuine your bitachon is, how much you truly believe. We all say, oh, but how many of us really believe that in our hearts? We truly, truly believe it. How many of us really submit to that idea? I think this is the whole plan of all this, this whole Elul Rosh Hashanah. It's to get us back into that zone. Asking Hashem for stuff that's great and that's necessary. But it's missing the point. Hashem is going to take care of our needs. But first, we need to submit to the idea that He is the one who is in charge of doing it. So, Rosh Hashanah this year, we should all be Zoha to have a Gemara Chasimatova, and we should all be Zoha to reach this level, to submit, to understand the day's not over. <clears throat> no matter what we did, there's still a few weeks left. Still a few weeks, a few few weeks left until Rosh Hashanah, and it's really a time for us to have the to Hashem come closer, to really cultivate a genuine desire to be with the Rebbeinu Shalom. We can ask for things, we can worry about all the things that we need, that we think that we need, that we want, but this is more importantly a time to come close to Hashem, as we say, Melech Basadeh. And really, it's an illusion. It's sort of the only problem I think with this time is that people think, okay, Elul, I'm going to be a tzaddik, and then. The rest of the year, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But if I'm a tzaddik now, of course it's important to, right? It's like, you know, a couple of weeks before the test. You need to study hard. But really it's all year, so we should really take it into the rest of the year as well. Everyone should have a great Shabbos.